go. Now, King Wolves Court, episode seven. Here we go. And we have a very good friend here tonight with me, representing his boys. And I'm delighted to have Dave Cullen on King Wolves Court with me tonight. Dave, how are you, my man? I'm doing very, very well. How are you? The I'm King, doing okay. Mm. King's Court. I feel like I'm walking into a massive castle full of dust, and here's you sitting on the throne. Well, well, that's what it used to be when I was allowed people in here. So we're... And, and impressive trauma, I say. Action figures, Captain America. Got to do what you got to do. With that. Pop, doll, pop dolls are your guards, what? Oh, I'm telling you, man. My <laughs> army is just amazing. <laughs> but um, thank you for coming in today. And like of, of course, if uh, if we were, I think you were, you were in the in the court before, weren't you? Once. I think just once before. I think when it was my, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, it was myself, Ian, and Hugo who uh, was with you with Rossi. I think from right. Black Down Rising, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's the one. I felt like years ago as well. That was I like know, two it, years ago. it must be two years ago, yeah. Something like that, yeah. But it's um it's mad how time flies, isn't it? I know, yeah. Um so anyway, your band are Element X, who are a very, very awesome band, I think. And um how are the boys doing? How are you all doing? For we're keeping fine, like um as you might imagine with the whole situation with the pandemic, things are obviously uh quiet as they would be probably for most bands like in the meantime i think we're just you know we have our own personal lives to look after at the moment like um like rodrigo and um and franco they have their families to look after and um and uh working from home as well i'm the only one who's not working from from home remotely i'm, I'm on the pub payments at the moment because i work mm. in retail but you know, I'm trying to look for some other work outside of that, so I don't have to rely on that because it'll be a bigger and bigger hole in the pocket, I think, later on. <laughs> so, well, I'll, I'll let you, just let you know, um, like we, my, I was on the, the pub payments initially, mm. f even though I'm working, and my tax bill was quite hefty. Mm. Just to just give you the good news. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm, try I'm trying to collate all my uh, medical expenses and all to get... Try and offset them off that, but you know, mm. look, it is what it is. Like you know, I haven't even checked mine yet, so I almost read it. But yeah, <laughs> try not to if you. Can. <laughs> I I have an idea of what it might be, but the plan is just. I think if they're doing that, that that before your payments, I'll happily pay it like long term, like that way. So yeah. that way, it's it's yeah. only a tiny expense. Yeah, and like that's it. If you, if if you can spread it out over the the, the yeah. four years or whatever. Yeah. But here, listen. I mean, it's it's crazy times, isn't it? I mean, everyone. Yeah. I'm I have to talk. I have to bring it up to every person I have on the show. How is everyone dealing with lockdown? How are you dealing with it, man? Well, at first, I just viewed it as as, as something to prepare for normality. Like certainly back in March or April which we i think we all didn't ever expect it to be going on for as long as it has or be on our third lockdown now certainly or mm. have cases get so crazy to the point where they were this month especially so for me it was always with the attitudes of preparing for normality trying to better yourself in certain aspects you know certainly back then i thought well I'll probably go back to my job anyway. Everything's fine, but it didn't work out that way, obviously. Yeah. So it's just in trying to find ways to obviously keep yourself occupied. It's not like not just watching stuff. Like I'm not the greatest watcher in the world anyway. I'm trying to improve and <laughs> trying to read more, but also just in trying to improve aspects of yourself, like um, obviously um, sharpening up um, my vocal skills as much as I can. I feel now 
as good as I've ever felt as a vocalist, you know, so, which is exciting, you mm. know, which gives, gives me a lot to look forward to going back to, you know, if or when we'll play again, like, you know, or, or on stage or we record anything. So there's a lot to look forward to there. Mm. Also, you know, try and hand your hands at other things, especially stuff related to the band, like, you know, try and try and your hands in more um, digital, um, not digital marketing, but graphic design to, you know, help us push our image more on social media. Mm. We're also just trying a bit of songwriting, which I met I'm very raw when it comes to all that. It's usually Franco and Ian who are the main guys for that in our bands. They have the best ideas because they come with the guitar and they have the best idea when it comes yeah. to structure and stuff like that. And it works perfectly for our style. But it doesn't mean you can't, you know, uh, dip the toe in. <laughs> That's it, yeah. So and see how things going. Other than that though, you're trying other bits and pieces. So yeah. it's and it's been it's been generally good. It's like there's been obviously some um some lower times, especially um as of as of late, but you just find your way through it and you more importantly accept it for what it is. Yeah. And then you just learn to release it and then you feel like a new man afterwards. Excellent. And I mean you you come across as a as a pretty positive person anyway. Mm. So in, in general, which is a compliment by the way. It's not a um, you know, so it's good Take to hear compliments. Good, good. It's it's good to hear that you've got a mindset about you that's that's working for you, you know. Because in relation to vocals, I haven't done anything. Mm. I haven't been doing anything, and I'm only setting up now a recording kind of thing. And look, you're saying trying to I'm trying to get me able to, myself to be able to record at home to do demos for the for uh, any of my bands you know i mean several bands as you know yeah. but just to throw ideas bounce back and forth and so i'm trying to get used to using you know recording uh, software and getting the, and again trying to just like just even getting better at podcasting and or not even better but just more comfortable i suppose is really that's the one thing that's getting me that's all I've been able to do through this lockdown is you know get me the podcast back on track mm. which is great although I do miss people coming into the court I mean it does in another way give me more access to more people I suppose you could say so it's an, instead of me being summoned by one of your guards instead um, um one of Matt Hardy's drones is hovering down with <laughs> me speaking down to you instead so I mean it works but you know it's not it, 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 it's a nice alternative but it isn't yeah. what we want today obviously exactly um I, I'll never forget when I when the first lockdown started my my other band, the Sacra Blues Band, it's um, we're, it's not heavy at all. It's um, and we like, why don't we do a Zoom rehearsal? And I'm not messing. It was the funniest thing. We all tried to rehearse over Zoom, and everyone was all out of time, and uh, you know everyone was stopping. And so yeah, that wasn't a good idea. I don't know how people are able to do stuff like that. We did that as well. We we um, no, obviously we couldn't have all of our instruments to rehearse we just saw it as a writing session like we mm. tried obviously to tone it down and we just did it, it looked at it at the songs that we were working on we had one or two songs that were in the works which we're still writing even now i, I think it's mainly delayed to myself because i have um we're on we either almost finished it structurally no sorry we're halfway with one one's completely structurally finished but i think we haven't got a theme or lyrics for it yet or a full a proper laid down vocal melody for it yet so i feel like it's all on me but but whatever the case like we 
I think now we're just slowing down because we can look onto all this later on. I feel there's no huge um, push for it because we have our we still have some stuff um, planned um, in the future anyway. Like in the meantime, it was just like we were just doing some playthrough videos. I don't know if you saw yourself. We did one yeah. for uh, for Crossbones, our latest mm -hmm. single, which which we played at the start of the show. Fantastic song. By the way. Thank you. Thank you very much, and I'm very Absolutely. grateful to that you played it on your show. It means yeah. a lot to us that you did. So, so um, and yeah, we just did stuff like that just to keep ourselves busy. Uh, Rodrigo um, did all the editing for that. He he's a he knows his stuff. Like uh, when it comes to uh, tech, the tech and all that stuff, because he's a programmer by um, by profession. So he's in charge of our website, and he was in charge of our social media. That's um, we think we all chip in on that a little bit now, mm. but you know he he know he knows your stick. Excellent. So, it's great to have people like that, you know, at, at your disposal in your band. It really is. Um, it saves a lot of time and money at, at the most part. It really does. does. Um, I was going to say something to you there and I forget now. I, I, <laughs> I said to, I really should start structuring this, but uh, I think it would lose the feel of what I'm doing. So it feels it feels like it's more, it feels more loose as a result, though. Like it feels yeah. like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like you're interviewing me. It just feels like we're talking. That's what I, I like. Have, Although I'm holding the coffee instead of a pint, which was sort of way around. No, the thing. coffee has whiskey in it, hasn't it? There you go. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, whiskey, whiskey right beside me, man. Yeah, there you go. Um, what was I going to say? So, yeah, so, I mean, it, may, it makes you wonder. And I, I, we'll move on from um, COVID talk and all that, but it makes you wonder what we're going to come back to on the live scene. Yeah. You know, like, what, like all the, the, the places that we would play, like Fibbers and... I don't know, Grand Social, whatever, like, you know, are they all going to be there when we come back and to what level, you know? It's really hard to know. I mean, I like to think, I mean, I, I, it's hard to know because there isn't too, we don't hear too much from venues or certainly the places that we play as venues, they are, they, they are looking after each other more as pubs and restaurants. And rightly yeah. so, they're trying yeah. to keep business open. It's a sensible thing to do. But, it leaves a lot of uncertainty. We don't know anything. It's 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 we, we don't know what's going to happen. Like yeah. and that uncertainty, you know, it does, you know, make you think what will happen, what could happen. But we just have to see what happens and hope for the best. Yeah. Like I, for one, really hope we can like we can generally play in the same places as last time, especially Fibers. Yeah. I mean, fingers crossed. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's the hub for I suppose Dublin metal anyway. Yeah, you know, and a lot of a lot of other Irish bands love it. So I mean, fingers crossed. Yeah, like we've been very fortunate to play there like a good number of times before the lockdown. Like whether it's um, playing with local bands or tribute bands, we're still feel like you know we're very grateful for like the opportunities we've had to play there because you know it's always it, feel, it always feels like home to us when you play there. Yeah, same. especially when especially when you play there a certain amount of time since you. Um, and you would recognize, we you'd perhaps recognize the audience and you'd see JC there. Oh, no, he's obviously not there anymore. And that's one of the sad parts about when we come back because he actually won't be there. Yeah. He'd be enjoying his retirement. I know. I know. And we played, we actually played one of the first gigs um, when he wasn't there. Oh, right. And, he wa and it was so strange. Uh, I, I don't know, I forget the guy's name. He was, he was, he was sound engineer for Shine. Oh, Very, yeah, he's a huge tall guy, isn't he? That's a glasses curly hair. Yeah. Bang on, he's good. He's a good sound engineer, actually. Very nice guy, yeah. Um, and and it was very different setup. It was actually a little clean, a little more clean, 
uh, a little more neater on stage. They had the apps on the sides rather than facing away. <laughs> I can well believe it. And it was good, but it felt so strange. Yeah, it's you know, it's like it's like a change in part of furniture. It really is. That's it. Sure, we were meant to do. There was meant to be like a retirement gig for JC. Yeah, we were, we were involved. We were meant to be playing that, and that would have been. I would have been ideal because. We were at one of his bands at one point, you know. Like, I mean, he, like, he, I used to. He's if he saw us coming in, this, and he was like, "Yeah, I know now." The, the, the sound checks for us was just a quick line check, half a song, and bang. And he knew, and it was always a great, it was a great bond between us and him, you know. Yeah. So it will be weird playing uh, Fibrous if we ever do get to play it again without. Yeah. Really we were the same. We um, we always clicked straight away with JC. Like he got us sorted straight away when it comes to sounds. Plus, he was very kind to us. Like, um, I'll never forget um, one of the gigs we played afterwards. He actually said very kind things to us to the point where I was in tears. And the lad's like, come on, Dave, we played the gig. Oh, you haven't heard what he said. To <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the exact so, same if he said something. Because that's it, so. You, you know yourself, it takes... I always used to say to him, like, you know, years ago, and I don't forget, we're going a long time. I used mm. to say to him, um, if we do a tour, will you come and tour us? Like, and he's like, no. <laughs> he goes, I love you to bits, but I'm not, I'm not gonna share the, you know, like a coach or whatever with you. You smell. And I was like, thanks, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, thing, that's another thing you have to love about him. He's brutally honest. So, yeah. I know. Um, you know, we recorded the drums for Air Force album in his in his place. Is that right? Mm, it was. Then we just literally recorded them dry. Okay. And um, but it was interesting being there, you know, because. Before there was a, a lot of other band, a lot of older bands had recorded with him, and um, it was a, it was a cool to go from the, the the stage into his studio, you know. Imagine, yeah, yeah. But like uh, we always seem to do that. We just record the the, the, the drums dry, like when when we did Bloodwood, we did them dry with Gavin, Gav uh, from. Oh my God, what's his name? My my head is messed tonight. <laughs> from uh, Symmetry Industry. Oh yeah, Gavin's place. So. Yeah, so he just did the drums for us there. Gav Doyle, sorry, Gavin. I know you listen to the podcast. I am sorry. Shout out to Gavin. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we always just seem to record the dr- drums dry and then mix them ourselves or whatever, like you know. Yeah. But um, it's just always you know it's nice to be able to chat to that about this kind of stuff. I know, yeah. Gav, Gav is where we record. Um, Symmetry Industries is where we record it and uh, mixed crossbones, in fact. So, yeah. It's so, very good. Yeah. Very good. I like, like, really nice guy. And it was convenient for me because I lived down the road from, from the studio. Like, I live, he, like, that's based in Bayside. I live in Baldoyle. So, I used to, li- I used to live in Bayside until I was mm. five. So, so I was like, ah, oh, you guys take your time driving in. I'll take <laughs> two minutes to walk up. You take your time. I'll enjoy this. So. Lovely. I remember when I went up there. Actually, um, it was you know I got the I got the bus, and there was like, like a gale, like storm or something. And okay. It was so windy, like when I, I, I nearly blew into the sea. It was that busy, or it was oh. that windy, like and stormy. But I found the place anyway, thankfully. <laughs> it can be infamous for its gales that come in that area, like that seafront walk. Like mm. it, it, it's a huge cycle lane now. I don't know how long ago it's been there for at least mm. four or five years. But God, I remember. I remember a time when I used to walk home, going down that lane the entire time. I can't remember when this was. I was twenty at the time, and um, 
this was at a phase when I wasn't really into metal. Like I'd only got, really, I got into metal very late. So I wasn't, I've only really got into it maybe when I was 22, 23. I mean, it was, I was interested and I know about it, but it's only over the last few years where I've become, you know, obsessed and you indulge so much again to, to subgenres like I am now. Mm. But this was at a stage when I was probably wearing shirts, jeans and dress shoes <laughs> to nights out and shit like that. Oh, so, hey. Never mind your metal shirts or having long hair. I had long hair, but I didn't even have a beard. I couldn't grow one back then. No way. That's it. So <laughs> look, at, look at you now, buddy. Look at me now. It's dangling <laughs> at the end of the chest now. <laughs> you're a hot piece. You're a hot piece. Ah. Listen, <laughs> you're listen. You, you can you you're you're doing well yourself in the beard department. So uh, I only get bored and I shave it off, and then it comes back and it comes. I can't shave. No, I'm incapable of shaving it. I just can't do it. No. It's well. It's with me for life. Uh, that's and it's lovely. <laughs> to the point now where I'm doing the little ponytails now. Nice. Because it gets a bit messy when it's too long. But anyway, what happened was this was about two o'clock, and this was on I think it was during the week, and I didn't know that you couldn't get night links at the time during the week. Mm -hmm. So oh, flip. All right, well let's walk down to uh, Fairview. This is when barcode was still there at the time. All right. And. Um, so I got there trying to find someone to share a taxi. It didn't work. Again, like I was a different person, but I was very shy. <laughs> so I just walked the whole time. It was a four-hour walk listening to bleeding. Um, what was I listening to back then? Bleeding Ian Dempsey breakfast show on my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> this is when um, Gifts grew up was at its peak. So. Oh, God. <laughs> but listen, I was into it back then. So absolutely, you never, um, never shy from where you come from. That's what I always say. You can't beat a Bertie impression. Oh yeah. So good old Ian Dempsey one. That's it. The Ziggins <laughs> I haven't. I have. Yeah. Have you seen the Den actually since it came back? No, no interest. A, a little bit. I've seen some of it, and it's just like it's a nice nostalgic trip. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, oh well, I'll watch it if it's on. It's 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 on. on. <laughs> Anyway, let's get back talking to our band. Your yeah. band, not your band, your band, sorry. Um, yeah, so, you know, how long is Crossbones out now? Crossbones has been out since the summer. We released it in June or July, if I'm not mistaken. So, okay. like, so it's just something we wanted to record. It's not, it's not with an AP or an album in mind, or at least not at the moment, but... It was just a song that we were very close to almost putting into the All or Nothing EP, which we released the year before. Yeah. And we thought, well, this is a powerful song, show we shouldn't we? But we thought to ourselves, nah, you know, let's leave this separate. This could be something that can we can do later on. So, and it was just basically, you know, we, we like writing songs that, you know, have more of um, a themed gimmick to it. Like we do, we, 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 now and then we talk about songs, for the most part, where you know it's persevering through tough times and you know those are really cool songs to write but now and then you want to talk about pirates <laughs> you want to talk about cannons you want to talk about searching for gold so you know we just thought it, was, it suited the song very well yeah. we just thought it had a bit of a piratey sort of sounds to it mm -hmm. yeah. I, 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 you can't put your finger on it but some, it just something in the back well. of your mind you can yeah it's... that's it yeah so and you know it's gone down really well to the point now where we um i've been asked to use um a flag as a prop during um our stage team where i wave it around during the song no way. <laughs> and, and there's times i admit of reluctance to do it because i think oh is, it, uh, is this the right thing to do but you know it, 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 for the times we've done it it's gone down well so 
just embrace it. It's a thing. Like, I mean, maybe I've embraced it so much at the time I should now. So, yes, yeah, I'm sure you will. When you, I mean, yeah. everything that we we miss, we will embrace even more now. I think you know, and I mean, if that's something that even something small that makes you a little bit different from the band that's playing before you or afterwards, isn't it great? Yeah, you know, like I mean, that's that's uh, to have something small like that to. You know, just to make a little difference between the bands that are on. That's I think it's great. If you have something like that, it's great. I remember years ago, I wanted to get like a lot of floor toms, almost like Sepultura. Um, one of our early gigs, I wanted myself and two other lads of the band. We are, we're all going to end up just playing floor toms with the drummer at the end of the song, mm -hmm. but it didn't materialise, unfortunately. But yeah, just little ideas to have is always great to just give something fresh out there you know you said it, you said it best yourself like you know you don't realize like what it what you you miss when you when, when you when you don't do it and how much you would actually would take it for granted and so that's that's probably one for sure certainly in terms of performance yeah on stage so i used to, i don't know if you ever saw i used for certain gigs i used to clown up i used to dress up as a clown for certain gigs you know i think i've seen the pic of you doing this before i i can't i don't think i, I wish i seen it but I, this was this is probably before my time so. mm, i was uh you know i had like an, i remember we played a gig up north there was a for the distortion project it was i think it was like the 10 year anniversary or something and i dressed up as a clown very good because it was a party but we myself and arlene we got a lot of party bags and we got little sweets and stuff and i was handing them out outside before the gig and I'm in my clown mood, and then all of a sudden, Larry grabs me by the the, head, the back of the head, and he goes, "Come on, we're on. Been, we were due on five minutes. We were on five minutes while I was still handing out stuff. <laughs> I got so into the, the clown thing, you know. But anyway, we played the gig, and oh, describe the costume. Like we're um, wearing a ribbon or something, or no, it, it was it, it it was a black jumpsuit with polka dots on it. It had like green, right. and orange, and uh, pink and then I had my own face paint and I had a ball cap and uh, white gloves and <laughs> it was, uh, I'll send you a picture of it I used to, oh, love it. I, to. I don't do it now but, uh, but like that, that it was something different you know was that for Halloween or was that just that rant that gig I did I did one for Halloween I did one yeah. I did a couple of certain, like a couple of gigs if I thought the the mood was there I would do it you know yeah, no, last Halloween, not, uh, not Halloween gone, but last Halloween we played in the papers and we, we all dressed up. I dressed up as a steampunk. Oh, deadly. Yeah, so imagine, um, and, and, yeah, and I think I put too much into it. I, was one of these, I spent a lot of money on the costume, <laughs> but, but it came with like a top hat and these goggles that you can't see through and like black and brown, like, you know, trousers and uh, waistcoats with like a little fake uh, wrist uh, watch on the side. Yeah. And, the only white shirt I could find. <laughs> the only thing that was missing was like one of those canes because it would have been perfect to attach to my mic stick because I use the mic, um, oh, mic yeah. stick. If I could detach it some other way, complete costume. But <laughs> you, you never know what might happen coming up now. That's it. <laughs> um, I know like we were talking before a long time ago when we did the, the cool podcast with Ian. Right. Dynamo Kelly on Dynamo's Dozen with the vocalists. That was a, that was a great uh, episode. It was. But just delve back in for me because, like, maybe some of my listeners may not have listened to that show. I, I'm sure they have. But let's uh, give me a little bit of a backstory on your career in music and 
I know I, I do remember it, but just for, you know, just go through it again for us. Well, I've been singing now in general now since I was 18, 19 years old, but I haven't been singing solo and um, as a proper solo vocalist until I only joined Element X. Okay. Like we've been together now, we'll be seven years this year. I think I joined in April, in April of 2004, if I'm not mistaken. So we're coming up, we're seven years now. I think um, Ian and Rodrigo started the band around this time um, this year now. I've been singing now since I was about 18, 19, where I started in musical theatre, where, you know, at the time I was, wasn't sure, I, I didn't think much of it. Like, I remember seeing a show with my, where my sister was involved in musical theatre, and I went into it thinking, this is for girls, this isn't for me, <laughs> or anything like that. But I ended up really enjoying it, and um, I made a bet with a, an old friend of mine saying, well, I'll tell you what, you, I'll go if you go. All right, but you better come with me if I'm going. All right, so we went together. He didn't stick around, so he was gone after two weeks. But, you know, I thought, you know, this is all right, you know. I was an insecure 18-year-old. I'm talking to girls here, you know. Let's, this is getting a bit better, so why not? It was increasing the confidence. And I was only doing back, behind, back like the back vocals and stuff like mm. that. But it didn't matter because it was, it was something I was into. As time went on, you get more confidence. I went into college and I was involved in the musical theater there. And you get more, you get more bravery to try um singing by yourself or singing your own bits and pieces or being in roles which have solos and you know got more confident as we went along then as time went on i thought well let's keep to trying doing it by yourself so i dove into some uh, singing lessons so by a very good teacher called uh, nikki byrne um she's over in spain at the moment now with her husband she's been there for years oh. now i think she's She's, I don't think she's even teaching vocals anymore. She's teaching people like um, she's like a lifestyle coach or something like okay. that now. So, but she's doing very well for herself. All the same for that. And she basically taught me just um, contemporary techniques, like how to belt and stuff like that. And we did this end of year show where I sang all the rock songs and went down the streets and I thought, well, and she's told me since then, Dave, you have to join the band. You should, you have to. But it took me another year and a half to eventually get the guts to do it. And that's when I found um, the ads for Ian and Rodrigo. And as time went on, you get better and better and better. And um, not just as a, as a vocalist, but as a performer. Like you try to think, okay, let's up the ante all the time, like and stuff like that. Looking back, especially recently, I felt I took it a little bit for granted, which is another thing you look back on now. And you think to yourself, God, like it's great that you know i feel i've done so well so far but now it's time to really step up because this is i really i'm really into this this is genuinely my prep my passion you know it's there's not a day that goes by that i don't think about it where i am like i want to be the best vocalist i can be i want to be the best performer i can be not just for me but for you know my band who you know i love them very much as friends and as musicians so mm. you know you want to do the best for, for, for everyone, but mostly for yourself, because, you know, it means so much to me to be the best I can be, not just in singing, but in all aspects of life. Absolutely. It's an, and again, it's a very positive and good way to think on, on things. And especially for, as a vocalist to a vocalist, you know, um, it's, I, I've always taught you a, a, a quite a strong voice, like, you know, 
and um, it's always I'm always I'm always interested to think what would what would it sound like if we collaborate like you know mm. I'm always like when I like because I, I, I always prefer don't get me wrong I love heavy vocals I love all that kind of stuff but when you've got someone that can sing and you know project something really good it, 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 I think it, I always say and I've probably said it multiple times in this podcast I always tell my, my bandmates um, write the heaviest riff if you want the heaviest thing I don't mind once I can still sing to it because I've shied away from heavy vocals now I'm kind of moved away from heavy vocals you, you, you wouldn't do an awful lot of heavy vocals at all would you? When you say heavy, when you say heavy, like shouting and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. No, I, no, I'd love to actually dive into that. I um and learn the techniques and of how to do that. And once the technique is done, and get the drive into doing it. But mm. at the moment, I'm I'm just I'm just focusing on my style, like you know the Element X style, mm, which is like, cool. You know, and trying to make that as strong as I possibly can. Mm. So, because that's the end of the day, that's my bread and butter. That's, you know, Absolutely. that's, that's what I'm strong at. Like, you know, mm. now certainly down the line, learning new techniques will maybe create other opportunities to be involved in more music later on, which, you mm. know, I'll, I'll be all for, but right now, you know, we're focusing what we're good on, what we're good at. And yeah, as works. I said, like, if, as, as I said, I'm, I, I don't want to brag, but I feel like I've genuinely improved a lot since the lot distance. So I'm excited to hear you now. I'm excited to be out there. So <laughs> how do you think I feel? <laughs> so there's yeah. so, so much to look forward to, like, you know, and it, it, it's a journey. That's the, that's the way I, I see it. It's not just something that I'm building up for one night and one night only. It's a journey. This is, yeah. this is, this is for life, like, you know. I, I don't know about you now, but, like, doesn't it always feel great when you can sing a certain level? Like, that probably sounds real big at it, and I don't know. But, you know, like, when you can sing strong rather than having to rely on like death metal gr grunts or do you get what i'm saying like i, I think it's amazing it, it creates it's created its own challenges i mean yeah. it, there's a lot to consider like you know especially because it, it means nothing in the end of the day to me like i could sing with all the the passion and pain behind it or wherever it goes into it if it doesn't mean anything like you know there, there's going to be imperfections but it's important to make sure that, that certainly it's not too imperfect for one. Like I want to sing in pitch, <laughs> obviously. But um, I've also learned to embrace imperfections as well. Obviously, there's no harm in being as good as a, as good as you can get and having the proper technique going into it. But in the end of the day, I've learned recently, you know, technique is only part of it. It's the passion that goes into it, and it's and it's learning to embrace your in your imperfections because in the end of the day, the imperfections you would have as a vocalist can end up being a great quality that you would have as an individual vocalist. Yeah, which not a lot of people realize. It's like, it's like a guitarist, let's say, who would play in a certain tone that no one else can. It's unique. Yeah, and everyone has a unique voice. Like you know, like you're unique in your voice. Your voice. I'm unique in your voice. You have the vocalist that we had in that chat. Like you have Gabby, who's a phenomenal vocalist. He's incredibly unique in his voice. You have Jay from Creep. Again, phenomenal vocalist. And here's there's another one who can sing. Absolutely, sing very very well. But he, you know, he, his voice is incredibly unique in that aspect too. And then I could go on to other vocalists that are out there as well, like who are on the scene like not like both up north and down in the the south here like you know mm. whether it's the guys who are belters or what's the guys who can sing or the guys who can do both yeah but those yeah. are the guys who you know really put the work in yeah it's yeah like for a while i was balancing between 
heavy, well, not even heavy, it's more like an aggressive shout that I used to do. Yeah. And um, then the singing, and just singing just gives me more pleasure. And, and you know, I, I can believe in it more, if you know what I mean. Um, so that's why I've toned back on the aggressive singing, or the aggressive shouting, I suppose you could say. Yeah. And um, I'm more into singing and, and hearing other, I love hearing kind of Irish singers singing more than, you know, because for too long, a lot of the, the Irish metal that got, got, the, got the traction was the really, really heavy vocal stuff, like, you know. So it's nice to see a nice range of uh, vocal styles out there right now, like you like you so rightly put out there, you know. But we're known for being, I think, a country that is more down with heavier, um, with the heavier genres, your extreme metal, your doom metal, um, your death metal especially. Yeah. Like, we're more versed in that, certainly, than heavy metal or hard rock, which we are, for example, so... There's, we have a, I mean, there's a place for us here, but, you know, I think we're a small uh, little subgenre compared yeah. to the other, other ones, where Absolutely. Have, which would have bigger bigger pools in those areas, if you like. Yeah. What, um, like, I mean, you would have your finger on the pulse of Irish metal very much so with your brilliant uh, radio show, Put The Metal On. Thank you very much. Which is, uh, again, has played my band many a time and many other original bands, and uh, we all thank you for that, of course. Um, what uh, are we in a good state at the moment? Is this is the scene healthy? Is it like are, are you hearing anyone new that we may not, I may not have heard before, or what's going on? Like, I believe that because we're still getting to hear music from bands that no one's ever heard of before in this country. And, and it could be from anywhere, like, you know, it could be just a solo project, it could be a, um, a band of three people who are doing a very new subgenre, like electronical metal, for example, but mm. it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, metal is metal to me, there's, there's room for everyone. Yeah. The fact that there's still bands coming in, like, like, and I thought that would be the hard part of when I started the show, or at least after, or at least beyond a certain time where I thought to myself, God, almost everyone I can think of like there is there anyone new out there but it just kept coming and coming and coming and more like you know like it's great to see that there's people who are interested in wanting their music played on the show that's baffling to me oh. like you know I didn't think my show would be that good like I, I think ah listen we're all right but we're not um cranium titanium or or uh, rebel rage or any of those guys I mean yeah. we're relatively new compared to those shows like, you know, because they've been around for a very long time and they are, in my opinion, are more of a staple in the sense that, you know, they play mu musics from all over the country as well. Mm. We just try to follow suit and just try and give everyone um, a fair shake and try and play as much new stuff as possible. Like, you know, or certainly for bands who, you know, who've done, who've been around a while, like try and keep intact in, in with as much new music as possible. And this year especially, or last year, like there's definitely been a lot more. So for me, there's nothing to be afraid. There's I'm not afraid of of the scene going down anyway. If anything, yeah. it's it's it, it's at the very least like maintaining itself incredibly strong. Because yeah. when you see songs, for example, like bands like Suits, there, for example, have you heard their new? Have you heard their new single? Not yet. No. Oh, no. it's a it's a it's a masterpiece. Definitely. It's 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 a beautiful beautiful song. There's some bands. 
Yeah, there's such great and there's such good music that, that's come out uh, last year. You had um, Sectile's new album, you had yeah. Creep's new album, you had the Griefs EPs. Have you heard them? No, no. They're very good stuff. Like you had Shirkonis from up north. So I'm becoming a big black metal fan myself. Now. Oh, yeah. I guess, oh, I love some black metal now. So <laughs> Horrenda is one of my favorite bands uh, yeah. from here in Dublin. Like, I, Savage I love, band. I love their new album, uh, Daltas, I think it was called. Yeah, the yeah the altars. Yeah, the altars. Yeah, no, I'm good. For, no, I'm friends with Aaron and Mark and their band. So, and, you know, we have we have our shit. Like, you know, when when we talk to each other, each other. So it's it's great when you get that. Like, mm. so. that would be one of my uh, running buddies. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I've really clicked with Dara in the last couple of years, and uh, mm. you know, we've helped each other out a good bit as well. And we, you know, we like we we're, we're trying to figure out the right thing to collaborate on. So, uh, yeah, they're yeah. fantastic. But funny enough. I, mean, I wouldn't be a, really a black metal ba- uh, fan as such. I've a couple of Borzum albums here and there, but um, yeah, I like horrendous approach to black metal, mm. and I find it accessible without that sounding derogatory or anything. Like, I don't know if they're in, you know, but it's I think it's very accessible. My my recommends three black metal bands you should listen to. Go for like, it. Uh, one, uh, Mister. I don't know specifically where they're from. I think they're from somewhere in Scandinavia, but I heard their album. Oh, what's it called? It, it, it's their latest album, but there's a song in it's called um, Meta Arches Lament. It is be a beautiful song. Cool. It's like, it, it's a very good approach to black metal. Like, so, so there's that. There's a band called Mork, mm-hmm. but, which you love because I think that they're very riffy for a black metal, for a black metal band. Okay. So it's like, they, they, they're, very, they're more heavy black metal. Okay. But there's a lot of riffage in it. There's very, there's a lot of similarities to doing metal with it. Nice. Look there. And the other band has just left my head. Oh, no way. Uh, it was just there a second ago. Oh, sorry. Uh, Dark Throne. Oh, Dark Throne. Yeah. Dark yeah. Throne. Have you heard Old Star? Yeah. Listen yeah. to Old Star. It's a fantastic album. Again, it's it's way black, um, black metal should, and it has that raw sound. Mm. It suits the music so well. Like it, like it's one of these things where it doesn't need that that that, that production. Like the genre is like that would need that production, like a power metal or a heavy metal. Yeah, it just doesn't need that, and it sounds amazing as a result of it. Like yeah. so, I'll check that out. So there's lots to listen to there. So, uh, do you like Behemoth? Oh, I love Behemoth. I love Behemoth. I saw them um, play twice. Um, the, um, I saw them support Armando Martin in Limerick. Oh, was that good? Yeah. Oh, that was a oh, that was a gig in three quarters. That was one that that was one of the genuine the best gigs I've ever been to. It looked amazing. Oh, stop. And um when they supported Slipknot um at the start of the year or start of last year. Yeah, where was that? The, was that the RDS or the Tree Arena or something? It was a tree, tree arena. And it's gas, they supported Slayer at, on the last one of the legs of the tour that they you know, the retirement tour. Yeah, they didn't play yeah. in Dublin with them. I think um Lamb of Gods and Antrax play with them in Dublin. At least when yeah. I saw them, anyway. So. And obituary, yeah, that was a obituary. That was, that was a great thing. gig. I saw Mitch at that briefly, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember. It was, it, was, it, was your, it was your, it was your daughter and your wife. I think I met there as well. Yeah, Kerry so, yeah. King. Mm. <laughs> um, so I love the fact, and you know, I love, I love the fact. In the last, I, I feel in the last five or so years. It's been a really good spirit with between the bands, mm. and I think we look out for each other. And I think you know, we we've always, for the most part, I would like to think, whether we're young bands or all bands, that we have each other's back. So we were talking about this earlier on, and there's a, a 
an incident that they're happening, I suppose you could say, that we were we as bands were trying to distance ourselves from. Um, um if you want to maybe take the lead on that one and then we'll work work it out there. I mean, from my perspective, um, I, I'm not naming names. No, it's, it's not my position to name names in this situation. But no. cer certainly it's being involved in something online, which was associated with a person that I certainly found that had a lot of serious accusations um, thrown his way. Yeah. Some were, not, were, were more petty. I mean, some were stuff like, you know, you know, like, like having, using initiatives in order to make money for his own mm. works leeching if, if, if for the wants of a better words but uh, there's other serious accusations i even want to mention on on it but whatever the case it's just like what what is what is really irritating about it is like you know is that like it's it's there's it's still unbelievable absolutely unbelievable and disgusting that stuff like this still happens at this day mm. and age now there's a pro and a con to that in my the way i see it it's a con and that there's still people out there who wish to cause harm to people in, you know, unfortunately in such a, in such a, in such a despicable way. But yeah. it's also a pro in a sense that there are also people out there who are not under any circumstances willing to take that shit anymore. Yeah. And that's where people like Tom, you have to recommend for like, you know, I didn't want Absolutely. to mention this, but, but Tom's different because he's the guy who stood up in this situation. Like, yeah, he was the one that had enough. And... Certainly, well, it started out of nothing. It started over a comment over um, that was made from a, a guy who, for whatever reason, probably didn't understand the aspects of how it, it would work in it, with certain bands playing certain gigs. And I don't know that. I, I, I don't want to commenting on that it was it was probably it was probably taken more out of hands than it was to be the case but certainly it led to a lot of the, the situations where all this has come to light so yeah i mean it's great that it's being recognized and it's it, it's a good thing it's happening a lot now days anyway yeah like this happened i don't know if you're aware of this this happened in the irish wrestling scene during the summer oh, or something, yeah. very, something very similar happens yeah where um, there was a bit of a Me Too movement that happened with a lot of the female wrestlers, just not just in Ireland, but around the UK around the world, yeah. and the United States as well, yeah. So, and involved people that I knew as well, and it puts you off so much. Mm. But at the same time, it's great that it's happening because they're not afraid to to to, to talk um, for their opinions anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, nobody mm. deserves to be no putting under any pressure or ridicule or anything in yeah. any form so yeah it's it's great that we have people that are not afraid to stand up and yeah. i always feel if one person stands up you'll find everybody will 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 follow mm -hmm. i say i think it just takes one person with enough guts and to to make that move yeah and like, then, yeah well certainly like you know we both uh, you you've spoken more about this online i, I i'm going to say this now i haven't said anything online because it's not my i don't like talking about that stuff online but mm. in this case i'll make an exception if you don't mind walk away uh where i'm no longer want to associate with myself and i and this was a and this is i used to i had no idea this stuff was going on before i'm not the type of guy that would go to social media and and watch mm. it a lot i'd use it mainly just for promoting my stuff with my band yeah. and my show and i was used it on these occasions not anymore. 
Yeah, I'm the same. And, I'm the same. and, and not anymore, because like, you know, and it's not gonna, it's, it's no loss in the end of the day. Like it's no big loss, but at the end of the day, it's associating myself with someone who I think is gonna have a greater time learning to forgive himself. Never mind trying to ask forgiveness from the people he caused him. Absolutely. That's what I want to Absolutely. say about it. So, and, and, I commend, and just to finish, I just commend um, the likes of yourself, the likes of Tom, the likes of um, the lads from Crossfire and from Dirty Casuals and bands like that who have spoken up about this. And I, for one, just want to say, you know, I'm with you guys on this. You know, there's no position for this. Well, that's it. So, I mean, we were all like, you got to remember, and, and we'll we'll put the nail on this one. Um, we've all been here before that particular page was around. Mm-hmm. We'll all be here when it's gone. Um, you know, Irish metal is a lot, and I'm talking about the bands are a lot stronger than and a lot closer than people realize. I mean, you know, like there's no there's no doubt in my mind that if we if we needed something from you, you'd help me out, no problem. And vice versa. And yeah. I know Tom or Jay from Creep or anyone, even Keith Fay from Crocon hmm. is another sound dude who would, who would look out for any of us, you know. And I think when it like that, enough is enough. And we're we're leaving it at that now with that particular aspect of that social media site, <laughs> you know. But let's just see. Um, Let's just again. Let's all get all the bands playing metal and focusing on their music. And if anyone else, if if anyone who who's a fan of metal doesn't feel happy or safe over there, they can come over to wherever everyone else is. We're safe. Where we look out for each other. You know. I think you know. I'm. I'm. If I had. I. I had messages all day yesterday on, on social media. And I'll always, I've, I've always been approachable and I'll always be there for anyone who needs help, you know. So if anyone ha- is listening to this and they were, weren't sure, it may not be a big thing for people, but if it is for, for, for some people, contact me and we'll chat. Absolutely. Like I'd, I'd extend that as well, like in the sense that certainly there's, um, if there's situations where you feel unsure about, I'm... Free to, I'm free to lend ear, yeah, as much and, as I can. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all. I mean, I, I think it's very good that you you say that as well. You know, mm. I mean, you're you're a good guy, and I know that for a fact. You're a good guy, so um, it's nice to be able to extend that out there to people. You know, we're being nice to the world. Let's yeah, all be nice to each other, guys. <laughs> we got to get back. <laughs> um, Sorry, let's be kind to each other. Yeah, each difference. we're friends. Well, let's be friends with everybody. Let's hug each other. Let's just, <laughs> let's just fucking kiss each other. Oh, I want to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just up. Um, but it's so funny. I'll like the lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Um, for like, isn't it mad though? Like for such an aggressive sea uh, music, soil music, I suppose you could say. Most metalheads genu- genuinely care about each other. For the most part, like, yeah, I mean, like you know, especially when you make friends in the in within bands, like you know, and you're you're obviously one of the guys. We, we never actually played together, but we've, um, we just, we we yeah, I think it's yeah, I love the day that we actually do play together. I think it'd be an awesome gig. But we've become friends just from being us, I suppose. We were aware of each other's bands. Certainly, I'm aware of your bands, and that's how like it. it I think it's cool when you have people in in the 
scenes who are very approachable and like I've probably like you know I like to think I'm a sociable guy and I've probably met the majority of people or become more aware of their bands from meeting them oh you're in a band oh great I'll listen yeah. to, to you guys and that's how I met a lot of the bands who I'm into now that's I think that's how I got into Horrenda because I met Aaron and Mark and you know and I thought wow Mm. that's on our gaps it's amazing what else do you guys have like you know so stuff like that so nerve gas isn't it oh i love that song. oh it's a track and three quarters isn't it? i love it i absolutely mm. love it um so come here um how long have you been doing put the metal on just remind me i'm tracking back a little bit there we have been doing it now i say we as me myself and i have a horrible habit in saying that but we uh, okay it's been two and a half years now we've started in since june or july of 2018 is Boyle still with Jizzy? He's somewhere. I don't know where I've been, actually. That, was, that, that idea lasted three shows. <laughs> yeah, it was still funny, though. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, technically, he's part, he's part of the design now. Like, um, <laughs> like uh, as a memoriam now. Um, Calvin Doran actually uh, designs the, 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 the new logo. We premiered that in our 100 episodes. Um, Lovely. I think it was last summer. Lovely guy, Aaron, as you probably know, uh, Calvin, as you probably know. I do. <laughs> uh, uh, um, so, yeah, and so we've been going on now since then. And it was just an idea, basically, because a lot of people, I just thought to myself, well, I haven't actually done the metal show before. But, like, mm. because um, at the time, I was still doing the wrestling show at the time, the kickout at the time. But I had a thought for a second show, and I thought, well, what else could I do that isn't wrestling at the time? And even now, I'm not the biggest wrestling fan as I used to be. Like, I was massive mm. back then. Whereas now, we don't watch as much. I thought, well, metal music, I'm into that. So, but what's great about it more than anything, and it's it's one of the advantages, it is an advantage, uh, it, it does, it is a huge education, not just in metal music across the, the world, but especially in this country, because you discover so much, not just about the bands, but also the different outlets, like podcasts, yeah. um, news outlets, like Overdrive and guys like that, or, or I don't know, like just, or, or people who are involved in metal industry in a different way, people who are photographers like, like Steve Dempsey's or guys like that, or um, video makers like, um, like, mm. uh, like Cosmo Palace or, um, mm. or, Olga, or Olga, for example, like, um, like, and, and also like you learn more from, from people of how they approach um, people about certain music as well. And that I think is a, is a very, it, it is a skill, Many, it's not even skills, it's mainly common sense, but you know, not everyone has common sense at, at the time. At least I don't think I did. <laughs> at first. But, so you live and learn, and you think, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's an education in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Me. Absolutely. Um, let's just briefly touch on wrestling for a few minutes because okay. we both we both like wrestling. We've yep. both done wrestling shows, podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, you're not affiliated with your one anymore, no? No, it's, uh, we haven't done it since. Um, the main reason I stopped doing it is because I didn't have the time because it was it was mixing that with the metal show, with yeah, college yeah. time, with work and with the band. And I had to give something up and I chose the wrestling show. Yeah. Shout out to Dara, by the way. I haven't, I haven't actually talked to him yeah. in quite a while. He does um, some some shows for, um, for, Ian, Ian. for Ian's network. So shout out to Ian as well, if you're listening. Dynamite. Ian yeah. always listens to the shows. He listens yeah, yeah. to every, every show. He's a... He's a he's a, a taskmaster and a half. He really is. But, yeah. Uh, so it's my, yeah. So it's my understanding that Dara does some shows on the NFL or yeah. more specifically for um for that. So he's really into NFL. I think he's a Seahawks fan. So yeah, I think he is. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We all have our problems, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're a good team, aren't they? Yeah. Everyone's better than my team. We follow the Raiders, but you know. 
I, I don't follow a team. If I follow the team, I'd be glory hunting. I just say, ah, <laughs> yeah, the Dolphins are something. <laughs> um, who's your pick for the Rumble this weekend? I have my mind on Daniel Bryan. The reason being is because, um, there, well, one, well, I don't want to say it's because he's Bucky's favorite, which is which is a clue, but at the same mm-hmm. time. I, that match, I'm trying to think of the best match that would make sense to face Roman Reigns. Well, it makes sense storyline wise. Yeah. And it's either Big E, Daniel Bryan, Nakamura, or Goldberg. Now, obviously, out of those four, Goldberg's the one I prefer the least. Oh, God, no. But that said, it wouldn't surprise me if he beats uh, Drew McIntyre like this weekend as well. I know. Yeah. But that said, I think if that happens, he'll lose the title to whoever in the pay per view before that, maybe, and that'll be the main event. Maybe they're trying to keep, yeah, they're keeping McIntyre strong doing that. Maybe I don't know. One two, but um, but I I want my Big E winning actually. I think it's too soon. Maybe. Like like I I I would one would one argue that is it's is it too soon for him? Yeah, but another person would argue, yeah, well now is a good time for him because he has this momentum as a single star and especially as intercontinental champion. Um, he said it himself. I heard him in an interview recently. Have you listened? I'll take us a podcast you should listen to. Um, oral sessions from Renee uh, Paquette. I saw Renee, clips of it, yeah, yeah, or, or Renee Young. If you're, um, um, so I've, I've been listening to that. Like, it's actually a really good podcast. She's a very good interviewer, mm. and she's heavily pregnant as well. I've been on as well. So, yeah. during all it's well, she's uh, well, she's gone through nausea. God bless her. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Professional. um, no, stop, yeah, I can only imagine, but um. But I think he said like um, he he sees it he sees it both ways. I think like he says well because he looks at it in the sense of of probably Kofi's run as well, where mm. like because because everyone was happy for him when it happens. But I think in this case, like he recognizes that if it's the right time, it's the right time. If it isn't, it isn't. Like he doesn't see it as a garage if he doesn't, for example, he wouldn't be a CM Punk and, and try and demand it every year if you're like, yeah, yeah, did. yeah. So nothing against that, but like everyone has a different approach, but you know, it's a good answer. I would say he said, but that said, that could pay in his favor. Who knows? I think he'll definitely finish top uh, in the final four. Final four, definitely. I think, definitely. I think that, yeah. And I mean, I would love, I love Shinsuke. I do love mm. Shinsuke, and it's only now he's is it like a natural uh, face, baby face turn he took there recently? Well, he has he, his old team came back yeah. recently as well, which is, is a sign. So, that's a great song, actually. It's a great yeah. song, and let's not forget Cesaro hasn't been talked about. Jay Uso could play a factor somehow. Mm. There's lots, there's lots of questions. So. I always loved uh, Cesaro, mm. I, I love him. He is, uh, I love believable wrestlers. You know, someone whose work looks like it actually would hurt, but it's such a safe, as safe as houses. Like, I love that, and I, I've always felt, and we all know the whole thing about not getting the brass ring and all that crap. I always felt he should have gotten a decent singles run, a really good singles run, because I think he's he's got everything. You know, from an athletic standpoint, he's got everything anyway. So, because there's nothing in the ring he couldn't, he, he can still, like you know. Like is like like if you just look through his his um, his accomplishments or his feats of strength on YouTube, there 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 I say more. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going with? I'm going with Daniel Bryan. Well, I'll say Big E. Just yeah, I, I love Daniel Bryan, but 
I, I, I think the fact that he's he's openly said he's not kind of full timer anymore. Well, that's another that's another reason why he probably will win it because it's his last run. Well, maybe yeah. I'd be quite happy if he wins it. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be quite so happy if Big E wins it. Well, we know this could be his last chance as a um or his last opportunity to get somewhere. Yeah. As, yeah, exactly. And then Big E will probably be um year or two after. Well, I mean, if that's the if that's the way they're looking at it, that would be a healthy future for the company. That's it. Right. Having those lads, but let's we can't go off to WWE without talking about Roman Reigns. He's oh, he's so he's just, he's so good as a he's human. amazing. He's amazing. It's just it's just the only tragic thing about this whole thing is the fact that they don't have crowds, oh, crowds. at the moment. Like yeah. that's like because this is easily the best thing in wrestling right now, at least yeah. in my opinion, because. And I don't think, like, what's fantastic about it is that there isn't necessarily a need for Heyman in his character. He can get away oh, without him. Yeah. It's just that story he has and the, the feud and the match, the feud and match quality he has yeah. with Jay Uso and everything else. Like, it's, it's, it's flawless right now. I love the fact that he seems terrified of Roman Reigns, uh, as in Paul Heyman. He yeah. Comes across as, like, he was never like that with Brock Lesnar. That's it, yeah. So wouldn't it be wouldn't it be very intriguing to see if Brock Lesnar came back? Would he still align with with um, uh, Roman Reigns? I don't think uh, that actually would be very interesting. Like imagine if he came back in the Rumble. Oh, oh, that'd be class. I think it would. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he will now. But like, well, I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Oh, absolutely. Um, New Japan. You you have, a, you have a deep interest in New Japan. What's what's happening with New Japan at the minute? So at the, interest. so at the moment, um, so they just finished, their, they had their Wrestle Kingdom show um, just gone. That's like their version of WrestleMania. Mm. They have some crowds in there as well. They, they have their big show in the Tokyo Dome, which is a massive baseball stadium. They have their big, their, their big show regardless of the day on, mm. on January 4th. The last two years, it's been January 4th and 5th to do a double show. And they had... The, um, the main highlights were Kota Ibushi, who's been there. He's been in and out for a lot of years in yeah. um, in New Japan. You may, a lot of um, AW fans, or certainly fans of the Bullet Club, will be yeah. aware that he's been a longtime tag team partner of Kenny Omega. The Golden Lovers. That's it. And so this was finally, he's now the, the only man in history to win it, literally everything in New Japan. He's yeah. won all the junior heavyweight stuff, all the tag stuff, all the... the, the the tournaments and all the heavyweight stuff. So no, no wrestler's ever done that. So that's, so he's in he's in the history books forever for that. So he beat Tsuya Naito, who's my personal favorite. I'm, 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 I'm an LIJ guy. I'm not for Bullet Club. I'm LIJ all the way. <laughs> so um, he beat Tsuya Naito in night one. And then the winner of that match then was going to face Jay White, who was the contract winner. Now, originally, Naito was the champion. But and Jay White and um, Naito was the winner of, of the of the G1 climax, which gives you the right to challenge for Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. He lost that right to Jay White. First time it's ever happened, they oh. would lose the contract on the way to Wrestle Kingdom. But because Naito has such respect for Abushi as an opponent, he gave him an opportunity anyway on the first night, which mm-hmm. Abushi won. And then it was Abushi against White in the second night, and Abushi won that as well. Deadly. So now there's some interesting other bits and pieces as well. Uh, Will Ospreay um, yeah. is, no, is no longer part of, of Chaos now. He turned oh. his back on, on uh, Kazuchika Okada, who's obviously the main guy over The main guy, yeah. 
and he's starting his own wrestling stable called the United Empire. Oh, is this a is this a heel faction now? That's it? him. It's him, the great Okan B. Presley, who's his um, real life girlfriend. He's she's the uh, Queen of Stardom champion, which is okay. the main promotion for women's wrestling in Japan. Yeah. And Jeff Cobb. Oh, so it's a very interesting stable. So um, and I they like all had. They were all in really good matches, actually, at Wrestle Kingdom. Jeff Cobb had a fantastic match with, uh, here's a wrestler you should find out, uh, Shingo, um, Shingo Tagaga. If I'm pronouncing that right. He is, he's, a, he's another LIJ guy. I love him to bits. He's yeah. a proper kick-ass type of wrestler. Like, he's, like, so he's going to be challenged. And that's the match I'm most looking forward to coming up, where um, they're going to be having uh, the new beginning. A show that's going to be happening, I think it's the same night as Rest as uh Royal Rumble or the night after. And he's challenged and he's going to be challenged for his never open weight title with uh, by um, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh, which, cool. if you don't know, was basically the John Cena of New Japan. He's won yeah. more titles than anybody. He's been the reason that New Japan came up from they're in a position of obscurity in the mid 2000s since it was Tanahashi who was one of the guys who brought them back up to. Yeah, the high Sarah in there, so deadly. And so it's what is, are the Bullet Club heels or faces now, or they're in? I think they're obviously heels. In, in Japan, they're heels. Like they, I think they Japan would usually see any foreign wrestler as, as a heel. Yeah, obviously they're, but they're, but they're cool. Like, and that's what their appeal is to certainly um, American or European yeah. fans. The main the guys I think they're into are Lij. Obviously, everyone's into chaos, but chaos are the baby faces. But yeah. LIJ are—they were supposed to be heels, but because of their philosophy, the, the their stands for Los Ingobernables, which means the ungovernable ones, mean they have to stand up for the authorities, and that is seen as very cool in Japan. <laughs> so that's why, so that's why, like I, that's why I favor them because it's like you know they just walk around, they take their time taking off their suits before matches. If you ever seems to see a nice wrestle. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's he, that's why he's my favorite. He, he, he couldn't give two fucks. <laughs> you know, in actual fact, he does, but it's just it, it, it's like it's just too he, cool for school. Yeah, he'd be ready to lock up and just walk away. <laughs> you know, fair folks. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I need to start going back to New Japan because I did enjoy watching it. It's very cheap to follow as well. Like um, I follow New Japan World, which is basically their version of the WWE Network. It's seven fifty a month. That's not bad. Which actually. is which is nine hundred ninety nine yen. So, oh, wow. and it comes in Japanese and English versions. Like you have to, you do watch after if you want to watch the older stuff. You have to watch it in Japanese. There isn't too much English commentary, but it doesn't matter. Like you, you won't, it, like it actually kind of makes it better. <laughs> oh yeah, all the reactions and all. <laughs> yeah, like you don't need to understand it. Like you know, I wish oh. I knew Japanese so I could understand it. But that's another uh, project for you to do. I think, yeah, maybe a bit of Japanese. I'd like to improve my Irish first before I get anywhere else. But yeah, think of our own first. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Dave, we're gonna wrap up, um, but before we do, throw me out some of your favorite albums that you love. Oh, okay. So, okay. Well, one album I have to say, "Where Greater Men Have Fallen" from From Mortal. That is probably my favorite album of all time. Okay, it's a masterpiece in some like because the songs are so. It's they're considered extreme metal, but it's just I love the it's easy listening, but it's aggressive. Like some like we're greater men the fallen or Bebel's Tower or, or songs like that are just for me are incredible. So that's definitely one. I've listened to Holy Diver 
um, the the album from Dio. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a I'm a huge Dio fan. He's one of my Dio. influences. Yeah. And um, but you but the structure of the song is what I really of of, of, of is, is which is very simple, but it um and it works in all areas. Like it complements all the instruments as well. I think yeah. is is very clever as well. So if I was to mention another album, then oh, again, I think it just left my head. I'm trying to think of, uh, oh, give me a second. Oh, um, Bleeding Painkiller from Judas Priest. Judas Priest. It's between that and British Steel, but I have to go with Painkiller because, again, the songs are just too kick-ass. Mm. And it's, I, I know I'll never be that good. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Halford is... Don't try and be Rob Halford. Just... Rob Halford is probably my hero. Yeah. In, like, as a vocalist and as a, and as a person. Mm. Like, because he stands up for what he believes, and I, and I have a lot of admiration for that, so... You know, I bought his book recently. I'm gonna have to, oh, I'm gonna give it a read. So, deadly. There's some set of pipes on him, all right. Absolutely. Yeah, often copied, never equaled. You know. And again, it's gone back to what I said uh, um, before. You could try and mimic him, but you know, there's only one rap outfit. Absolutely. I'm gonna ask you one. Well, I'm gonna ask. Put, put some. I'm gonna try on the spot here. Uh, if you were interviewing yourself, what question would you ask yourself? How long did it take you to grow that beard? <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> I just say I'd lost counts. But um, if I interviewed myself and asked myself a question, I would ask um, why, um, what would be, um, that's a good question. I have to think about this. Because yeah. this, this is something that deserves some thoughts. I know, I did I just throw it at you there. So I, 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 can't quick, I can't quick fire it, I think, as well as you might have hoped. But... Um, that's okay. We'll say with the beard question. I think that's the case. So. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, come back to me and, and DM me what your answer would have been. <laughs> I, I, I would have said I've lost counts because <laughs> I've had it for so long now. So, um, so just before we go, um, I want to let everyone know, you know, as you know, we've been doing the, the intros for the, the show mm-hmm. and I've been getting a load of fantastic stuff from everybody. And including yourselves, you gave me a, a snippet of Crossbones, which is going to be the next intro um, after in the next show. So we, uh, I, I, I'm going to run them for four shows each. So awesome. it gives them all a bit of kind of coverage there, you know. But um, it's been, you, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff I've been getting. It's brilliant. Like, Can you imagine? It's fantastic. Like, and I, thank, I just want to say thanks to everybody who's bought it who's bothered to, to do it like and taking the time and effort to do it and it means a lot it's just it was something different i wanted to try and if anyone wanted to do what they could if they didn't that's fine you know uh, as i was just saying to Mick coins from that label did the, the force one which we're currently on oh great it's a great fucking uh, intro i have to say so you know and it's again it's just going to be all Irish metal yeah so, terrific guitarist Mike is isn't he oh he's fantastic fantastic he really is and i mean this place hell still one of my i love that mm, band yeah what a band like you know but um anyway look we've done enough talking and you'll probably want to go off your hair's dry now i'd say and you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it will be but that's what happens when you get when you get talking you know yeah i don't know what can i say it's been it's been fantastic, Dave, and we'll have to definitely have to do it again. Well, thank you very much. I very much enjoyed being 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 part of the court. Yeah, from a distance, but sure. Hey, <laughs> be a drone. Absolutely, be a drone. 
absolutely. Listen, um, we will put obviously put links up to all Element Access stuff and um, uh, what's it's just Crossbones is available at the moment, isn't it? Yes, right? yes. So you can check out Crossbones, our latest single, as well as all the rest of our music, um, especially our latest EP, All or Nothing. You can check it all out in all available streaming platforms, and most importantly, through our website, ElementX.ie. Um, you can also check out, we have a few playthrough videos, as we mentioned, that we did for videos such as Crossbones, so make sure to check them out on YouTube. Um, just for, want to mention for the Put The Metal On, you can check everything out at Put The Metal On, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also our podcast content on um, Mixcloud. We're on every Monday, 6 p.m. on 90.3 Near FM, Irish Time, if you'd like to check us out. And um, we have a podcast, um, we're open to requests for any metal band, any metal songs. So if you have a song in mind, please let us know in all those links. And if you just want to say hello to me, uh, get, get on to me at Dave Fanzana on Instagram. Excellent. That's, that's enough to keep people going for a while anyway. That's it. <laughs> Don't really message me. Like I'll, <laughs> but no, no, I'm just joking. You get message joy. <laughs> right. Um, folks, thanks again for listening to us, to, to Metalheads chatting away like mates which we are um but you know it's been great i have to say and uh till next time yeah, this right. is king world's card over and out all right